Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Earl Time Podcast. This is Earl Austin Jr., and as always, we're talking high school and college basketball here in the state of Missouri, primarily high school, of course, as this is the Christmas holiday season, and I hope everybody had a good Christmas day and uh, opened up the presents, had plenty to eat, watched some football and all of that good stuff, but of course, more importantly, watched a lot of high school basketball tournament action. It's part of the best time of year, right? up there with March Madness holiday tournament action where everybody gets to come together. Students come from college, from their alma mater to see their alma mater play. Grandma and grandpa come to the games and pack gyms all over the state. And uh, that brings me to what I'm doing here. We're doing something a little different with episode number eight. Instead of being in the studio, I will I am embarking on what's called the Earl Time Podcast Holiday Tournament Tour. And I'm going to be at several different places around the state and bringing you what I saw during that particular day and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and we we won't have the championships the champions of these particular tournaments in episode 9 we'll give you the roll call of who won all of these different tournaments around the state boys and girls so what I'm doing in this particular episode we're going to just talk about what we talked what I saw on this particular day before we get started of course we'd like to thank my very talented nephew Richard Austin Jr. of course he's the producer of the show makes everything sound good music and all of that and of course you can find him on his own YouTube channel King Bling he's got thousands and thousands of followers and he can always use more subscribers if you enjoy the games he does a great job with that and of course he does a great job he's got the Lou logo the Earl Time podcast logo on the, the t-shirt that you may have saw recently on channel two and also we're very excited to announce that the Earl Time podcast has its first sponsor we'd like to thank TW Constructors for coming on board uh, the man Todd Weaver a former standout athlete at McClure North uh, is a tremendous uh, young man and uh, we really appreciate his support as well so TW Constructors a new sponsor to the Earl Time podcast and the Earl Time podcast holiday tournament tour and that brings me to where I am today I'm in Springfield Missouri and uh, stop number two on the tour was at the Walnut Grove Girls Tournament of course stop number one it was uh, at the MICDS Boys Tournament and that was a pretty good uh, first round game before I start talking about the girls I'm going to go back to what I saw at MICDS we saw Kirkwood events Maplewood in the first game and a young man named Evan Simon out of Kirkwood High School scored 28 points to lead the Pioneers to a win. Evans, an excellent guard, was the sixth man last year on a 22-2 team. Now at several seniors graduated, Evan has stepped into a prime role, and uh, he looks to be the part. Uh, he missed his first four or five shots of the game, and then after that, he made three or four, and he just caught fire and did not stop. And as I said, finished with a career-high 28 points. Eric Shaw is a young man from Maplewood High School, a six-foot-three guard. Very impressed with him as well, a good athlete, a good mid-range shooter, has good moves in the lane, can really create within 15 feet of the basket. Watched MICDS defeat Parkway South, also in first-round action. A young man named Keyshawn. 
Sean Mims really came to the forefront from MICDS, the whole school, a 6'4 guard, extraordinary athlete, can really get play above the rim. He had a couple of three-point shots, too, which was very impressive as he continues to expand his game, which will make him an even better player as well. So he's somebody to watch in the future, just a sophomore. The last game I saw at MICDS was Parkway Central against Miller Career Academy. Parkway Central is a pair of impressive uh, brother a brother act. Oliver Kokel, a six foot six senior forward, he's one of the best in the state in the class of twenty twenty four. A versatile uh, athlete can really shoot it, but can post up, uh, shoots the fifteen footer as well. Gets in the passing lanes, kind of does everything. Handles the ball for Parkway Central and his younger brother Henry Kokel. He's more of a post player, six foot seven inch forward, excellent hands inside, rebounds of basketball. I think he had 15 rebounds in the game I watched against Career Academy. A tough young uh, player who's really improved quite a bit uh, since I saw him this summer. And Miller Career Academy has a young man named Antoine Franklin, who's one of the better two-way players that I've seen already this season. 6'4", athletic, strong, really get out, gets out and guards you. He'll get in the passing lanes. He'll also guard his man straight up, tough, and he also guards the post well has good footwork and anticipation and good instincts as well and really puts in a good effort in addition he scored 21 points in this game he showed three level scoring ability nice pull-up jumper from 15 feet just a nice all-around player young man works hard and uh, does an excellent job and he's a leader for a very young supporting cast at career academy so that's what that was stop number one on the tour at uh, micds as i said stop number two was at wall Walnut Grove, which is a place of girls basketball that has tremendous tradition. You walk in the gym at Walnut Grove and you just hit you in the face. Nothing but championship banners on both sides of the gym. First place, second place, Final Four banners all over the place. Some boys basketball, uh, softball, what have you, but a lot of girls basketball uh, tradition and a lot of girls state championship banners. And of course, they did a good job hosting this tournament. I'd like to thank Darren Archer for having me over. We had a good time today and watched some very good basketball as well. I watched a couple. I won a fifth place bracket game it was Spokane against Greenfield. I believe that was a consolation bracket game. And Spokane actually won the game, but they had a very nice senior guard forward named Sydney Bryan, about 5'7", five, 5'8", five, but she played the inside game well. She had several steals, really rebounded the ball well, was very active, shot the ball well, and just did a nice job all around. I have another, a very good freshman named uh, Lily Carroll, Lily Carr, excuse me, about five 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 six, uh, she's going to be a good one. She's a good point guard. Shoots a very high arching three point shot. She hit a couple of those, and she really gets in the lane and really has that 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 scoop shot uh, down very well. When she twists her body and goes overhead, kind of a reverse layup. She had three or four of those, and she can do it with the right hand or the left hand as well. So this young lady, Lily Carr, has a very bright future. Uh, Greenfield also has a pretty good freshman 
as well named Gracie Chandler, uh, who's a could really shoot the ball. She had a couple of three point shots to the point where they really got out on her because uh, you know she was on the scouting report and rightly so. You get she got a good look. She was going to knock down a shot in the fifth place games that I watched on the, this day number two uh, of this tour. I watched Fordland play Ash Grove. Fordland won the game. They're led by a young lady named Emma Trotter, who's a five six senior and probably the best athlete I saw during the day. Young lady had jets. I mean, she got the ball in the open court and she was outrunning people who were with the ball dribbling people that were trying to keep up with her who were just running without the ball. She just accelerated in the open court. She had three or four layups doing that, had some very acrobatic finishes in the lane and just uh, has a lot of speed and quickness to go along with her athleticism. And she also did a nice job defensively. She was a real ball hawk. She would pick pockets in the open court or get a few in the passing lanes and just a very impressive all-around performance for Miss Trotter, leading him to this victory over Ash Grove. Ash Grove's a team that's got two very impressive freshmen that I saw. One young lady is named Bristol Lathrop. She's about 5'10", 5'11". I first saw her at one of our Prep Hoops freshman showcase in September and was very impressed with her. And uh, she's a good all-around player, one of the better all-around young players in the southwest Missouri area. As I said, she's about 5'10", 5'11", but she plays inside, but she really handles the ball well. She's a good facilitator, really threads the needle well, very unselfish player, but she can also knock down the three-point shot and get in the lane and hit the short jumper. So she's going to be a very good player. Also, there's a young lady named Millicent Sapp, a 5'5 freshman point guard who really uh, has a lot of confidence, handles the ball, loves the behind-the-back dribble, got into the lane, can shoot that 15-footer on the move, nice little mid-range jump shot, good quickness as well, and a nice feel for the game. So uh, those are two good freshmen to build around in the future. Next, we have have uh, Marion C. Early or Morrisville High School in a fifth place game. They defeated uh, Marionville, a nice uh, team as well. And uh, Morrisville has a player I really always enjoy watching, Taylor Blim, who's a 5'10 senior forward. Watched her quite a bit during the summer with my man Dale Lambert's Missouri flight. She's got a nice all-around game. She's about 5'10 strong build, but she plays inside, can really bully girls inside side with her strength and physicality but she also has a nice finesse about her she's got good footwork and can score around the basket but she can also do a nice job knocking down three-point shots handling the basketball and just passing the ball you can facilitate and run offense through her as well her name is taylor blem marionville a team they defeated has a very good player in their right named lucy newberry a 5'9 senior guard who's kind of their multitasker their leading score she rebounds the ball well and she also does an excellent job of uh, uh passing the ball to spreading out the wealth to her teammates another young lady i was impressed for morrisville is lily thompson is a 5'11 forward really controlled the boards in this game a very good all-around rebounder which brings us to the semifinals uh, of this tournament with the first semifinal it was uh miller who was the number one seed in the tournament they defeated blue eye uh by about 10 points Miller has three.
three very good sophomores to build around. They're very good. Logan Levin, Ashlyn Helton, and Rachel Nunez. They're all about 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, They're all good athletes. They all know how to play good fundamentals. And they just uh, they can all pass it. They can shoot it. And uh, they can handle that basketball as well. Uh, Levin in this game had about 18 points. She had three threes. Strong young lady. Gets to the basket and just plays very confident around the basket as well. Can post up, but really does a nice job driving. Can also play the high post. Ashlyn Helton's kind of a combo guard. She's their primary ball handler. She knocked down a couple of threes herself. Really unselfish, passed the ball well. Had a nice little turnaround in the mid-post area, which impressed me. And Rachel Nunez, she's kind of the Swiss Army knife. She's kind of the all-purpose player. An excellent rebounder. Got out of her area. Uh, makes the hustle play gives you extra possessions and then she'll get the ball and just take off and go coast to coast good on the drive but just just does a lot of things to help the teams win not only the things I talked about but you know just team things that may not show up in the stat sheet and she's a good player so Miller's a team which has won a lot of games in recent years and with these three sophomores they're going to continue to win games as well as they defeated Blue Eye in the semifinals and the final semi game final and the final game I watched on this particular stop was probably the most exciting game. It was the host Walnut Grove, Lady Tigers, taking on Sparta. Sparta was a number seven seed, and they knocked off number two seed Marionville to get to this semifinal game and almost pulled off another one as well. They had a four-point lead uh, with about, oh, a minute to go, but uh, Walnut Grove uh, was able to pull out a 35-34 win, and they have one of the best point guards I've seen this year young lady named Ellie Smith, who's a junior, a three-year starter now, and she pulled this game out for her team. I was impressed with her. Just her overall savvy. She's a good pass-first point guard, but showed that when needed to score and needed a bucket, she'll come through for her team. When they were down four, she came down with about 30 seconds or so, pulled up and hit a three-point shot, cut the lead to one point, and then when they got the ball back, they got fouled. She got fouled on the play. She calmly stepped up with three seconds left to play and knocked down a couple of free throws to give uh, give uh, her team the win. Walnut Grove, uh, just, a, just a clutch performance, scoring five points in the last 30 seconds. Excellent job by Ellie Smith. They also had another young lady named Kelly Albert, who uh, a 5'9", uh, junior guard, kind of a wing player. She got them going early. She had four three-pointers in the first quarter alone really had things going, was really ripping it from long distance. A lot of string music there. And a very impressive young uh, post player named uh, J.C. Gavix, a six-foot junior, very good positioning, really got the offensive board, keeps that ball high. It was drawing a lot of attention from the defense as well. So very good player. And on the Sparta team, uh, number seven seed, they have a good balanced team. But a young lady that stood out was Olivia Loveland, a 5'9", 5'8", a full guard. Uh, she had a big three-point shot to tie the game. She's fun to watch. She good defends the ball, defends well, passes well, handles it, and just uh, just plays a good all-around game as well. So that was a look at what happened at uh, uh, Walnut Grove. As we said, this was stop number two on the Earl Time podcast uh, holiday tournament tour. Very excited to bring this to you. Of course, I have our sponsors 
at uh, TW Constructors. And, uh, of course, on our next podcast, we'll get our next uh, stop, we'll give you some more basketball as well after this word from Prep Hoops. Basketball season is here. And if you want the best statewide coverage, check out our websites, Prep Hoops Missouri and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri. Whether it's in the big cities or small towns or class one all the way up to class six, our Prep Hoops websites will cover the action on a year-round basis with evaluations and player rankings. And make sure to take advantage of our special deal where you can get 30% off your first subscription. Just enter Earl Time 30 in the coupon code and get your discount and follow the great players of the Show Me State. If a kid's got game, Prep Hoops and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri has your name. Get your subscription today. And we're back on the Earl Time Podcast, sponsored by TW Constructors. And of course, we're on the Earl Time Podcast Holiday Tournament Tour around the state of Missouri. And it's stop number three. We're back here in St. Louis at home tonight to watch the Visitation Christmas Tournament. It was a big night. It was the semifinals, and we got a chance to see two pretty good games. And obviously, the showstopper of the evening was nationally ranked Incarnate Word Academy, and uh, they defeated a very good Columbia Hickman team by 34 points. And Hickman stayed competitive a little bit during the first half. It was a a single-digit game, but Incarnate Word just smothering defense, just too many weapons as they continued their win streak up to 108 games. Their best player tonight was uh, Zoe Best, a 5'10 senior forward who's headed to Southeast Missouri State, scored 19 points. But the points just tell just a small part of the story. This young lady has a relentless motor. It never stops. Full tilt boogie all the way on offense, defense, rebounding, getting after loose balls, darting in the passing lanes. Her effort is just uh, tremendous, and it just, uh, it's just fantastic. She's really continued to improve and get better. Watched her quite a bit over the summer at the, for the Fee Elite 17U team, and Simo uh, got a good one as well. Uh, Nevaeh Caffey, the outstanding point guard, scored 16 points. She knocked down about three three-pointers, ran the show, uh, played stellar defense as well, and uh, it was just another day at the office for Incarnate Word Academy. Uh, it was a good performance I like from uh, Columbia Hickman, Cyrae Stimmons. She led them with a 10 points. She's a 5'10 junior who's really uh, stepped up and become one of their prime players this year. She's a great athlete, really slashes to the basket well, uh, hits the offensive boards well, and uh, plays with a lot of effort as well, so Columbia Hickman. In the other semifinal game, it was a tough physical game. It was John Burroughs against Cardinal Ritter, and John Burroughs uh, came away with a five-point victory. Slow, it was a low-scoring game, and uh, so points were hard to come by as both teams played very good defense, but one player who stood out was Monet Witherspoon, a 5'8 senior guard who had 17 points, but she had it going from three-point range. She had five three-pointers, all from the corners. The young lady owned the corner three-pointer of this um, this particular evening. And uh, not only she's an excellent shooter, but she can also uh, uh, rebound, play solid defense as well. Just a good all-around player with a high basketball IQ. I was also very impressed with Mo- Mariah Douglas, a 6'4 sophomore forward. She scored nine points, but she hit a couple of three-point shots, looked very smooth doing it, and also hit a nice 15-foot bank shot off the glass, bank shot, uh, dribbling to her left, pulled up from 15 off the glass. It was sweet. I mean, it was like out of the old school. Me and who grew up in the 70s and 80s watching uh, NBA basketball, I was like, wait a minute, did she mean to do that? I had to ask her father, Monroe Douglas Jr., who was an excellent player at Chaminade, and her grandfather, the great Monroe Douglas, who was a star player at McKinley High School and uh, 
uh, St. Louis University. She, she meant to do that. They say, oh, yeah, we've been working on her to do that. Because that was straight out of old school. Sam Jones, who, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was a nice shot. So she's a young lady that's really uh, up and coming and uh, doing a nice job starting to emerge as one of the top young players in the state. Saw a couple of consolation bracket games as well for fifth place. Uh, it was Eureka defeating Pattonville, and Eureka it was the young. It was all about Bailey Boulay, a five eleven senior forward. She's going to Maryville to play lacrosse, but. <laughs> all these, she scored 32 points, hit five threes. She was really on a burner the other night. I mean, she was at the end of the first half, she had a double step back three pointer from 25 feet at the buzzer. And even she had a shot in front of us. She thought it was off. She even, as she shot, she said, it's off, switched through the net. I mean, she was on, she was on fire that night. I just said 32 points. And there was a row of college coaches, which I was sitting with, and they were all like, she's going to play lacrosse in college? Is she really? Really? Uh, yeah, she's going to play lacrosse, but uh, she was really, uh, really very good last night as well in the victory. Pattonville, uh, their top player last night was a young lady named uh, Zoe Newland, uh, probably one of the top one-on-one players uh, that you're going to see in the state. Uh, she really knows how to create off ISO situations, can uh, beat you off the bounce, break you down, hit you with a step back, hit the three-point shot, and just very smooth with the handles. She had 16 points in this game as well. In the other uh, bracket game in fifth place, it was uh, Lift for Life on, and come in uh, Cape Girardeau, Notre Dame. Uh, it was a good game up until the third quarter. In the middle of the third quarter, it was a three-point game, and then Lift for Life just really busted it open with their quickness, speed, and full-court pressure, and actually ended up winning by 33 points, and they had a slew of people who did a nice job uh, contributing to this victory, led by the freshman twins, Maya, Amaya and Cara Manuel, a very talented pair. Amaya is one of the best, I was going to say one of the best freshmen in the state. She's emerging as one of the best players in the St. Louis area and the state had 19 points yesterday. She's averaging about 21 a game, but she's also a competitive rebounder, defending. She can really uh, break you off the dribble and has three-level scoring ability. And twin sister Kara is not too far, much far behind. She had 16, and she hit a couple of threes. She really defends well and rebounds. They're just a very competitive uh, pair. Uh, of course, Paige Fowler, pound for pound, the best rebounder in the state. She's only 5'8", but she's constantly beating 6-1, 6-2 girls for rebounds. She had 11 rebounds yesterday. That's what she does. And of course, uh, Chase Giddings also with another solid performance scoring in double figures. The one young lady I really like for Cape Girardeau, Notre Dame is Nevaeh Lucius. She's a 6-2 sophomore. Just plays uh, just a very smooth, understated game around the post. <laughs> just think of a young lady who, 15 years old who plays like Tim Duncan. Just tall, understated, just goes about our business, blocking shots, rebounding, and uh, scoring around the post area. And she had, I didn't see her official stats, but she was close to triple-double watch last night, just swatting shots all over the place. I'm very impressed with Nevea Lucius, one of the top players in the class of 2026 in a loaded class of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 2026 around uh, the state of Missouri. Uh, very good player as well. So that's kind of a look at what we saw 
uh, at Visitation Academy is stop number three on the Earl Time Podcast Holiday Tournament Tour. We'll be back on the Terrell continued success to all these teams as they get through the season as well. Well, the Earl Time Podcast Holiday Tournament Tour continues. We're in mid-Missouri here. We'll be in Jefferson City, but a very special detour in Columbia, Missouri. That's because I'm surrounded by mid-Missouri basketball royalty here, the Cunningham sisters, Sophie Cunningham, sister Lindsay, tremendous basketball players at Rockbridge and the University of Missouri. Sophie, of course, playing for the Phoenix Mercury in the WNBA. But what we're here to talk about is a a very special event. We're also joined by Brad Hayes uh, as well. It's the Sophie Cunningham Classic, which is one of the top high school basketball events in the Midwest region. Uh, It's it's, uh, in conjunction with the Norm Stewart Classic, which of course you know has been a tremendous uh, part of uh, uh, the basketball season as well. And first of all, let's say hello to Sophie and Lindsay. How are you guys doing? Hi, we are so excited to be here and to be a part of this podcast. And we just want to thank you for driving up. We know you're having a tour around Missouri. So we really do appreciate you stopping by and kind of giving a little love to the Sophie Cunningham Classic. Thank you very much. First, I want to ask both of you, uh, how did you uh, and uh, how excited are you to be involved in uh, such a, you know, a special event, especially uh, in your hometown? I think uh, we're just really excited. Um, You know, we got the chance to be introduced to Coach Norm Stewart in Virginia and got to go have dinner and and maybe a bottle or two of wine a couple of years ago. And the conversation came up that we wanted to do something together. So right then and there, being Columbia hometown kids and first off being in the presence of Coach and Virginia Stewart and then on top of them wanting to partner with us in some way was just awesome. Um, not even to mention, you know, what the Sofa Canadian Classic has become and what we hope for it to become. Um, but what a cool opportunity. Um, obviously, it's our way of giving back, and uh, we were always taught to leave things better than you find it, so we're hoping to do that with this Classic. You kind of, Lindsay, kind of took my next question. Uh, giving back was kind of a theme, and how important is that to you, especially as a professional athlete, to give back to the younger generation of girls behind you? Yeah, well, I would first like to start off, I wish that we would get a WNBA team in Kansas City or St. Louis or something just because it would uh, be more fun to be home and, uh, you know, show these girls what it's about. So being in Phoenix, it's a little hard, but I always knew that I wanted to give back um, to the town, to the community, um, really to the people in the area that has given me so much and given me that platform, you know, to become a professional. And so um, it's taken me a couple years. You know, I just finished my fifth season um, out in Phoenix. Next for the Mercury. Um, and last year, you know, we got together, we're like, we need to start a, a classic and hopefully it'll become a tournament soon um, to for these girls um, in the Midwest to have a platform to dominate because there is so much talent here in the Midwest. And, um, you know, we had to do it growing up that you get so caught up in traveling to the East Coast and the West Coast. But why can't we do something here? Why can't we attract those teams here and not even attract those teams, celebrate the teams here in the Midwest that are so good. And so um, Brad Hayes has been absolutely tremendous. He's done a lot with the Norm Stewart Classic and we've kind of stolen him to come to the the girls side a little bit. And he has been absolutely fantastic. And um, it just means the world to not only myself and Lindsay, uh, but to our whole family um, that we're able to create this platform for these high school girls to not only compete at a really high level, and for college coaches to come see them here in Columbia, Missouri, but also give them the gifts and the social media shout outs that they deserve because we got stuck with, you know, men's hand, hand, hand-me-downs and all this type of stuff. And so we're really trying to celebrate them and give them the gifts and the platform that they deserve. 
Of course, you and your sister played at the highest level of the Big 12. I mean, were you SEC or still SEC, Big 12? Yeah, SEC, and, yeah. right, and the NCAA tournament. And, you know, so if it was McDonald's All-American, of course, and you, your, your uh, teammate, Shook Sutton, and the fees were from St. Louis, great players. But you see some of the girls come behind you and the how good they've been at 12, 13. I get online and I see them 6'4", six, 6'5", six, girls. Dunking. Yeah, dunking. I'm like, what is going on? I yeah, can barely so, touch net. <laughs> yeah, so kind of talk about both of you first and see the, el- the evolution of the girls yeah. that we're seeing. So we were so fortunate. Uh, we, we grew up with a family of athletes. Um, uh, we're third, fourth generation athletes at the University of Missouri, but um, our mom and aunt were, uh, played basketball and on the track team at the University of Missouri. And I remember them always saying... Uh, how cool it was that the things that we had compared to what they had. And that's not to say that what they had was bad right at the time. That's what they expected, and they were fortunate to have what they have. But my mom would always say that these kids are more athletic. They're bigger, faster, stronger. They're just better than we were at that time. And I'm thinking we're at that age where we're noticing that, too. And I think it's awesome. Hence the NIL money. We didn't have that, so it's good. it was left better than what we found it. Yeah. <laughs> we missed out on that piece a little bit. But I think it is really cool. I think, um, you know, we, we get on a soapbox at times, but you, you can the, – the, the rules of basketball are the same for the men's side and the women's side or the boys and the girls' side, however you want to look at it. But it's two completely different games. And I think it's just really cool um, the way that – various trainers and fans and all these things are pouring into the girls because they absolutely deserve it. And the things that they're doing at 12, 13, uh, I don't know that I was doing at the peak of my game and being successful and and not doing it. So um, it's really cool to see the evolution of it. Uh, Also makes me feel a little bit old because I remember when my mom and aunt said that about the things that Sophie and I had. Uh, I was like, oh, surely it won't change that much. But uh, you need trailblazers. You need trailblazers in, in every aspect of the game. And if we can be a small part of that to make it you know, better for the next group. We'd love to do that. And so, if I also like to see whether you're in Phoenix or here in Mid Missouri, uh, uh, a little girl uh, that's wearing a Sophie Cunningham <laughs> jersey and might be your height. And hi, I'm, I'm 11 years old. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, oh. what, what is that feeling like? It's insane, and you know, yeah. I I absolutely love it because the amount of parents that come to us and, and kids that reach out on social media when it talks about girls and size and mm-hmm. girls who might have a more athletic build um what what we did and how we had confidence and how you know it, it is hard like we're mm-hmm. I'm 6'1 170 pounds and you know I'm a lot bigger than a lot of guys and so to kind of have that athletic build um it can be intimidating especially girls mature faster in school and you know they get made fun of they feel left out and um we never we went through that, but we also had a mom and an aunt and a grandma who gave us confidence and gave us that positivity. Like you know, that size is going to be your best attribute one day, and it totally has. And so we couldn't wait to be as tall as them. We were yeah. like, please let us be at least six foot, and it was just cool. It's important to have people around you, right? That that do that. But but yeah. So when I so when we see those girls that are you know in fifth grade and they're as tall as me, I'm like, hey. Like you reach out whenever you don't feel confident because I just think it's so important to surround yourself with people that's going to feed you confidence. And um, like I said, it's hard. School is already hard enough in high school for for boys and girls. And then when you're a little awkward and a lot taller than everyone else, it can just be a little bit more weird. And so um, I really loved coming back and seeing tall girls around the Midwest. 
Yeah, I can relate to you. I got a 6'6 nephew, my sister's oldest son, and he's got a 6'3 wife, and they've got two girls already, and, and the five-year-old looks like she's seven or eight right. already. So <laughs> yeah, I, I could see these talks coming uh, down the road Sooner as well. Oh, no doubt about right it. Now. No doubt about it. Uh, uh, like you said, the, as you say, the event is a good event. It's got teams from all over, not only Missouri, but four different states. So to be able to attract top teams from all over the country in the Midwest, that has to be, uh, especially for a new event, that has to be really a good feather in your cap there. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I think Brad knows because he's been doing this for a really long time. But us as a Cunningham family, I don't think we know um, the magnitude that this classic has already reached. Um, But Lindsay said it earlier in the podcast that this thing is going to be the best one in the nation. And once we put our mind to something, we're going to make it great. Um, It's not for us, but it's for these girls. We want to make it great for them. And um, just to kind of already have, you know, over 400 teams reach out to Brad um, and and be a part of this in the second year. Wanting to be a part of it. Wanting to be a part of it. Not us like, hey, come over here and be with us. You know, it's they're they're wanting to be a part of that. uh, it is great, and we learned a lot from last year. I think we're going to learn a lot from this year, too, and we're just going to keep evolving and, and making it better, uh, like I said, for these girls because they deserve it. There's a lot of um, talent here in the top 100 ESPN rankings, and why would we not keep them here in the Midwest? Why would we not keep them in Missouri? And I think that is our biggest thing, even though we um, had a great squad at Mizzou when we were here, it uh, feels like ages ago, um, we still had a lot of talent that left in which UConn and Texas and um, Louisville and other schools like that where you know we don't we don't want that to happen anymore. Let's bring in Brad Hayes, who's the director of this event. Of course, uh, it's a three-day event. Uh, and tell us a few of the details and uh, location, everything. Um, it will be at Columbia College in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, we start on Friday, January fifth at four p.m. and it runs through Sunday um, at four p.m. I think it's the last game on Sundays. So we have. We have 17 games over uh, three days. Um, this year we have uh, several teams playing twice, and Bartlett out of uh, Memphis, Tennessee, is playing three times. So we have the best teams in Missouri, but we also have um, some really good talent from the surrounding states this year. Of course, uh, you got some of the, like you say, the who's who, Rockbridge from Columbia, Incarnate Word Academy, nationally ranked. Vashon was a state championship team. Uh, Lutheran St. Charles, a state championship team from last year. And as you said, teams from Oklahoma, Kansas. Uh, that has to be gratifying to see teams you're able to reach out or team people reaching out to you to be a part of this event in, in a very new event still. Yes. Um, I-, I can't believe how how many teams have wanted to be part of this for such a new event. And like you said, we've got the state champions in Missouri, but Blue Valley and Bishop Miege out of Kansas are state champions. Uh, Booker T. Washington out of Oklahoma, they'll compete for the state title down there. They're, they're best players headed to Baylor. Um, uh, we've got teams from Quincy, Illinois coming in. We're some really good talent. If you're a fan of girls basketball at all, you should get out and check this event out either in person or, or it will be streamed live. Excellent. Also, one, one cool thing about last year's event was uh, uh, Norm Stewart not only was present, but he was at every game and not just a bystander. He was chatting with everybody, taking pictures. And uh, uh, Norm's been around a while, but uh, to see his presence at the event has to really be uplifting for everybody, especially here in, the, in this county. 
You know, we um, just get a kick out of uh, Coach Norm and Virginia, who's so lovely. Um, and it, it was really fun to actually see them be so involved because someone with that status, someone um, with honestly that age, you know, they probably might make it out to one game. But the fact that they were there every single day and there for a long time, um, it really did bring a, a lot of joy, not only to us, it brought joy to them and it brought joy to, you know, the fans that were there to see someone who's so iconic, not only in Missouri, but around the country in basketball uh, be so present for a girls event and um, when we say Norm wanted to do to partner with us he was very genuine and um, in growing the girls game and uh, he has a lot of respect for uh, you know the, the girls side of basketball and there's a lot of talent over there and he'll talk your ear off you know he might be getting up there in age but if you get him going he still is um, uh, sharp as a knife so yeah it's fun having him there. Yeah, and I, I would just use this opportunity to we, – we talk so much about promoting the girls, right? We uh, The girls should get what the boys deserve, and we didn't get it, and we girls, girls, girls. But we will, in the same breath, every time and twice on Sunday, uh, make sure that we say the importance of men that support the girls' game, yeah. right? You being here, Earl, Brad, and what he does, Norm Stewart coming to the Sophie Cunningham Classic yeah. – our dad, our grandpa, all the dads and coaches. Um, so we never want that to get lost in translation. Like, absolutely, we are girl power to the max, you know, all of the things. But uh, we never want to lose the fact that it takes men that are are supportive of the women's sport to, to help us do what we want to do and help to continue to grow. So just want to give a quick shout-out to uh, on our team alone. We've got, obviously, Brad and my dad and my husband and Coach Norm and uh, uh, Blair Murphy and amongst – many others, but uh, we've got a really awesome team, and, and that includes both the supportive men and dads and the moms, too. So. Absolutely. <laughs> of course, speaking of dad, of course, he played football at University of Missouri. That is correct. Now, this taping, it'll be uh, the Cotton Bowl already been played, mm-hmm. but how exciting is he to see what has happened with the Tigers this year? Uh, one of the best seasons and in about a decade. Remember, they added Roland with Pinkle there, but to see it come back uh, to this level in the SEC, he has to be uh, uh, really having a lot of fun. Man, we're going to show our age a little bit, but the last time we were that good, I think I wasn't even in high school. I think you were a, a sophomore or something in college, but um, just to kind of see us be back on top with Mizzou football, our dad and our grandpa and our uncle who actually mm-hmm. played there too, he, um, everyone's pretty excited. You know, it's fun. Around here in Columbia, when our uh, sports teams are good, especially our football team, it's just a lot happier around here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that's one thing, too, is, um, you know, it's really cool that, it, you know, these girls with really top talent will be coming to Columbia uh, to campus, per se, uh, while our while our teams are doing well and the buzz is fun. And um, that was also part of this. Like like Sophie mentioned earlier, sometimes Midwest, Missouri in particular, gets overlooked. And, and we want every chance we can to help the university to get that talent um, you know, into Columbia, and whether that's for Stevens College, Columbia College, the University of Missouri, the surrounding schools, uh, we've got a pretty awesome fan base. And, and especially when you win games, they're, they're about as they good as They love you a little gets. more. Yeah. <laughs> Being a professional athlete from, uh, nice enough, from the big cities, whether St. Louis, Kansas City, Chicago, but representing uh, Columbia, uh, Missouri, uh, how uh, – how important is that to you, especially when you come home to uh, to an event that's, that has your name on it? Um, I think that's probably the most important thing because the more that I'm around these pros and the more you talk, you know, uh, they come from big cities yeah. and their parents were pros or someone in their family was pros. And for me to, um, you know, my mom and dad, they weren't pros. 
But uh, to me, they were a lot more. They taught me so much more than any of those types of people could. We came from a, a blue-collared family who worked extra hard. Um, our family farms, and um, I think that uh, that hard work and that kind of grateful perspective um, is why I am a pro. And um, I will never change who I am. That's who I am to my core. Um, and that's my proudest attribute is being a blue collar country girl. Um, and I represent uh, a, a lot of people, not just my family, but a lot of young boys and girls and families uh, that have big dreams um, from around this area and from around the country who just because they came from a smaller town, that doesn't mean that it's not going to stop you. So um, I'm super proud of where I come from. I hope I represent everyone well. Um, and, you know, when people are like, oh, you're from Missouri, I'm like, heck, yeah, I am. And you should come check it out because it's a really fun place. So um, I think that I've made people maybe want to come and check it out sometime. So, <laughs> And you'll see, and Brad, this is where Brad's done a great job, is as much one of our fo focuses is as much as we want these top teams coming in, we never want to not give our local teams no. – and you'll see some of those, you know, smaller towns, smaller classes. We never, we're, we want to find that perfect balance of absolutely bringing in the best talent and getting them here, but still continuing to give those local teams their platform as well. So you'll see that, uh, and, and again, the, the layout of our tournament could change as, as we progress, but you'll see that, that hopefully always maintains true is that absolutely bringing the best talent in, but our local teams are getting a shot at everything as well. And before I get Brad the last word, shout out on that to teams like uh, Montgomery County, Southern Boone, Harrisburg, North Shelby, Mobile and Centralia, two outstanding class four teams will be in this tournament, but in this uh, shootout. But Brad, for, before we go, one more time, give the uh, time and dates and everything for folks interested? Uh, January 5 through 7 at Columbia College. Uh, we start on Friday at 4 p.m. Uh, you can get all the information. Uh, you can buy your tickets or uh, get to the live stream at www.sophiecunninghamclassic.org. Well, thank you very much. This is such a pleasure. Uh, Sophie, Lindsay, Brad, uh, continued success in your event, and I look forward to when I get there that last day, I think, uh, on a plane from Billiken Travel, but uh, continued success. I uh, really enjoyed today. Good luck to you as well. Thank you. We appreciate you being here. Right. Yeah, thanks for your coverage, and we hope to see lots of, lots of people in the stands supporting girls basketball January 5th through the 7th. All right, that's Sophie Cunningham, Lindsay Cunningham, and Brad Hayes. We'll continue on the Earl Time podcast tour around the state of Missouri covering high school holiday tournament basketball. We're still here in mid-Missouri where we had some exciting basketball tonight, of course. It's stop number four on the Earl Time podcast holiday tournament tour. Of course, we're sponsored by TW Constructors, and we had some good games at Capital City High Schools. Decided the Jefferson Bank Classic saw three good girls games, including the semifinals uh, tonight at Capital City High School. Very nice facility, by the way. My first time there. Very impressive uh, new school in Jefferson City. And in the first semifinal game, it was uh, Fatima defeating Jefferson City uh, by about eight points. It was a good game. Jefferson City really did a nice job. They actually had a 10-point lead at halftime, nine-point lead to be exact. They really shot the ball well, and they had a couple of very impressive athletes in Reagan Nilgis and
and Lisa's, Lisa's sportsman, Lisa's sportsman, both about 5'9", five, 5'10", five, uh, really got to the basket well, rebounded, cut off the ball, got baskets, and uh, they really shot the ball well as well. Izzy Schmidt, a 5'7", uh, senior, uh, hit three three-pointers and uh, really got the Jays off to a very good lead in, at halftime. But Coach Matt Baker, an outstanding coach in mid-Missouri, did a nice job. Went to a little 2-2-1 full-court press, and Fatima got busy and kind of turned the Jays over, sped up things a little bit. And then they also unleashed an excellent uh, junior guard in Vivian Bax. She had six points at halftime, but then she out scored 29 points total, had 23 points after the after the break, and uh, really got assertive, assertive on the offensive end. A little stretch where she had back-to-back threes, and that really got the comments going as well. And uh, she just kept going, and uh, they got off to a nice victory as well to get themselves into the championship game. They're a very good team. Uh, they're in Class 3 this year, as we talked about. Vivian Bax, one of the top point guards in the mid-Missouri area. Allie Robertson, the six-foot senior. She's headed to Columbia College. She's a strong physical player who can play inside and outside. And they got a young lady I really like. Uh, her name is uh, a good good player, Madel- Caitlin Plasmeyer. She's only about 5'2", but she's a senior. She had a couple of big threes in the big rally in the second half, but she's a real pest on the defensive end. She's quick and always in your business, really turning dribblers one way or the other and just does a good job. She gets knocked down, but she gets right back up and gets in ball handlers as well. So uh, Fatima moving on into the championship game. In the second game, it was a very good game. Two state contenders in their class. It was Staley High School out of Kansas City, one of the best teams in Class 6, taking on St. Joe Benton out of uh, Class 4. Of course, they've been the state runner-up the last two years in Class 4. And it looked like a heavyweight versus a middleweight the first Half Staley led twenty three to seven, but then St. Joe Benton kind of got things going, uh, got the intensity level up, and actually made a game of it and cut the lead to five points in the fourth quarter. And it was really a game in the balance, two possessions. But Staley was able to hold on and get a ten point win and move into the championship game. We've talked about Staley before in previous shows. They're just a good, young, very talented team. Their leading scorers this game was Ava Miles, a six foot sophomore guard, and five seven freshman. When Brielle Mays each had 10 points, a very balanced effort. Ava Miles just does a good job. She can dominate games without really scoring a lot of points because she's so good at both ends of the court. Brielle Mays is a very talented freshman guard who really did an excellent job. She shot the ball, had a nice floater in the lane, and uh, really played well. Benton has a couple of really good players. We've talked about a nice freshman point guard in Ileana Arumbala, uh, 5'6 sophomore, plays with a lot of poise and a lot of savvy and she can shoot the three as well and of course their main players Andrea Simmons the five foot eleven uh, junior uh, she scored 12 points to lead Benton high school it was a good ended up being a good game uh, looked like it was going to be a blowout but uh, Benton made a tough game of it and uh, uh, gave Staley a little run before they were able to pull it out the first game I watched was uh, in the consolation bracket it was battle out of Columbia defeating a good team out of uh, Lincoln Prep out of Kansas City 
uh, battle uh, led by Taylor Robinson, a very smooth 5'4 point guard. She scored 16 points, and she runs the show, but she can also shoot it off the dribble, handles it, and uh, has a nice floater and can shoot it from three-point range. And they have a young lady who's kind of an unsung hero. Her name is Jalea Brookins. She's a 5'11 forward, just plays uh, inside power game, meat and potatoes. She scored 14 points, but she's grabbed 13 rebounds, and she's doing a great job inside. Of course, they're missing their 6'2 sophomore standout center, Komani Clark, who's one of the top inside players in mid-Missouri. But Jalea's doing an excellent job. She's a great rebounder and just really uh, just just uh, gives a lot to the team as well. And uh, good team, Lincoln Prep. They have a nice player in Ryan Rainey, who's a 5'8 senior guard. This young lady has a deep bag offensively. I mean, she was breaking down people, making them slip, fall, going in different directions, and then all of a sudden she's shooting a jumper or getting in the lane, shooting a floater, or she can also take the contact and get a bucket as well. She was very uh, good to watch. I really enjoyed her as well. I also had another young lady named uh, Shamaya uh, Johnson, who uh, really shot the ball well, uh, had 16 points as well, and uh, uh, had three threes, did a nice job from the perimeter. So uh, very good games outside in mid-Missouri, had fun here as well, and uh, look forward to uh, coming back sometime as well and checking out these good teams and good players in the mid-Missouri area. Good mix of talent here at the Jefferson Bank Classic in Jefferson City, Missouri. So as we could, we're going to continue on in the Earl Time Pie Podcast holiday tournament tour. We got one more stop to make. And we're still here in mid-Missouri, where we're still uh, on the finishing touches of our Earl Time Podcast holiday tournament tour. And uh, we did two stops uh, today. Uh, we went over to uh, Moberly, Missouri, as we went a little bit northeast, and we checked out the Peak Sports and Spine, Peak Sport and Spine Holiday Shootout at Moberly Area Community College. Down at Moberly Area College, Community College, that's a place with a lot of history in its junior college basketball, just uh, uh, legends in the coaching game and players. Uh, but uh, not to digress, of course, we saw a couple of boys' games and a couple of girls' games here at the shootout, trying to get a little small school flavor here with you on the tour here. And uh, the girls' game, the first one we checked out was uh, Westrand versus Hallsville. And uh, Westrand defeated Hallsville. Westrand had some pretty good uh, up-and-coming talent, a good young team. They've won five or six games this year. They had a young lady that was very impressive named Kate Holman, a 5'10", uh, forward guard, uh, did a nice job. She's post-up, strong, physical player, but she's also a playmaker out top. She scored 15 points and uh, played anywhere on the court. And she, like I said, she's just a sophomore, and I think she's a good player to build that program around. And they had a good three other good sophomores that played well. Jalen Miller, who was kind of a mighty might, a five foot two sophomore point guard, outstanding quickness, was really a ball hawk defensively, really harassing ball handlers, and she could shoot a little bit too, and she penetrated and dropped a few dimes and uh, a very impressive young little point guard and Kerrigan Femmler, a 5'9 sophomore, uh, part of that sophomore class. She really shot the ball well. She hit three threes to help them to their victory today. Hallsville, out of mid-Missouri, they have a couple of seniors. They had a young lady named Emily Stockcamp, a six-foot forward, a left-handed lady, a young lady inside who had a very nice touch, really used the glass well, uh, just kept it simple, caught it, kept the ball 
ball high, shoot it off the glass. It was very effective for her. She scored in double figures. And they also had another a junior guard named Haley Martin, who was very good defensively. She did a good job, whether it was shooting the passing lanes for steals and layups or just kind of digging into the post or just kind of rotating over. She had a good instinct about where to be in the right position defensively to make a play and get a steal as well. The other girls game was an interesting one. It was a big school, Fort Zumwalt East, very solid team out of St. Charles area making the trip against Clopton, uh, traditionally a small school program. Uh, And it was uh, Clopton jumped out. I I stayed for about a little half of it or so. Clopton jumped out to an early advantage using its speed and quickness. But in the end, Fort Zumwalt East, uh, a bigger team, uh, came away with about a 10-point win. Some very impressive players on both teams. A young lady named Bella Westbrook for uh, Fort Zumwalt East is 5'9", a strong, versatile young lady who really plays well on the perimeter but can go inside and uh, uh, get things done in the paint. A young lady named Ashley Rustovin, a six foot two senior post player. Excellent work inside. She just catches, puts it in the basket, rebounds the ball effectively as well. She's a three-sport standout, too. Not only is she good at basketball, but she was a good volleyball player and track and field her main sport. She's going to North Dakota State on a track and field scholarship, so she really holds down the middle for Fort Zumwalt East. And a good point guard named Haley Morgan, she does a good job distributing the basketball, defends the well. She'll hit an open shot, but really plays the point guard position like the old school gets the ball to the people where it needs to be done and sets the defense a very impressive player Clopton is a very young team they start freshmen and sophomores Uh, they have a good sophomore named Tinley Spoonster she had 17 points in this game a guard uh, moves without the basketball can handle it and shoot the ball well and they got an exciting young point guard her sister named Charlie Spoonster 5'6 a point guard she's a speed merchant she gets that ball in the open court and she's gone full tilt boogie and she can handle that ball she can uh, drop you off with a nice escape move to set up a jump shot then she's going to have a very exciting four-year career I think at Clopton she's one to watch very good player as well a couple of boys games as well uh, I watched uh, the got there for the second half it was La Plata La Plata against Paris and La Plata came away with a 38-33 victory La Plata's got a nice 6-4 senior forward named Tucker Butte uh, I was very impressed with him. He's just got a, he's a very good passer, very unselfish. Uh, he, even if he's not double team, if he's double team, he's kicking it out to the shooter, always looking to find an open cutter, an open teammate when he's open. He could probably shoot more if he wanted to because he's got some nice moves in the paint area, but he really can pass that basketball. And he had a young man named Paxton Jones, a very energetic guard. He had actually hit the shot, which turned out to be the game winner. It was tied 33-33 and he had a corner three-pointer which uh, turned out to be, like you say, the game-winning shot that gave him the lead that to stay. Paris was led by a young man named Colton Kendrick. He scored 19 points. My second time seeing him, I saw him at the Higby shootout in June, which was also held in Morbilly. And he's, uh, like you say, much like Paxton, he's full of energy, uh, quickness, and can really get in the paint. He's good on the drive and nice on those pull-up jump shots. He's got a nice two-foot jump stop, operates well in the lane. And I 
really scores well for not being very big. He's less than six feet tall, but he knows how to operate around that basket. The other game was another interesting matchup. It was Hallsville, a very good 4A team, class 4 team, taking on Clopton, a good class 2 team, which was a state quarterfinalist last year. Hallsville won. Clopton stayed pretty competitive throughout, but Hallsville probably a little bit deeper and uh, came away with a nice victory. They have an excellent player named Isaac Stinson, uh, 6'4", junior, had 18 points. He kind of does it all for them. He plays the top of their press, which is very effective. He can post up. He scores around that basket. Very resourceful around the basket. And he also can shoot it as well. And he can get that ball and go coast to coast off the rebound. He's the man that makes them go. Also, Xavier Stinson had an excellent game as well. He scored 13 points. He's a strong player, 6'1", 6'2", very physical. And shot at the well, hit a couple of three-pointers as well. Clopton, as I said, is a small school team that won a district last year and uh, they have a couple of young uh, guys that are brothers, the, I, the Evans brothers first Kane Evans who's about 6'3", a junior, he had 25 points in this game, really came on strong, he really ate well in the second half, uh, he's got a solid body, about 200 pounds or so good moves around the paint good around that 15 foot area and he could step out and hit a 3 but he really maneuvers around that basket but his big brother, and I mean big Big Cash Ivans. He's about 6'4", about 250, 260, and he slings the beef around. He moves you around like furniture, and people are trying to move him, play low post defense, and they're just bouncing off of Big Cash. And he has a nice touch around that basket. He catches it, makes a move off the glass good. And he also has suction cups for hands, too, when it's catching the ball or grabbing rebounds. He may not jump real high, but he's got good reach, and he jumps up and just snatches that ball out of the air you know I like the biggins and he's a good one as well so uh those were some of the games I looked at at Mobley I really enjoyed myself and obviously I got a chance to see the great Pat Smith who's the coach at Mobley Area College got the chance to visit with him for a couple of minutes he's there with his team they were going through uh uh, their uh, meetings and stuff, getting ready for the 2024 portion of the season. Also met a very uh, per- a person as well, a young man named Dave Gaines. You know, as you've seen on different podcasts, I've talked about how much I love watching high school. If I'm not at the gyms, I'm watching games on the live stream. And, you know, I'm always shouting out these networks who do a great job. You know, I've talked about A-Corp Media, A-Corp Sports, uh, which is in the southeast part of the state. Well, Dave Gaines, he's kind of one of the voices of Midvid dot com, which is kind of the northeast, northwest part of the state. And I've, I, you know, it took me a minute before I recognized, oh, Dave Gaines, he told me Midved. And uh, he does he does a fabulous job uh, with that. Uh, they're based out of Carrollton, Missouri. So I was very, it was very cool to meet him as well. And we got a chance to uh, share some moments before I got out of there as well. So a lot of fun was had uh, spending the first part of my day at uh, Mobley. As, at the college as well, watching some good small school basketball. I finished my day just watching the game. I went over to Jefferson City about an hour away, just went down Highway 63 and uh, caught the the Constellation Championship game of the Joe Macon's uh, Great 8 tournament. Of course, it was the city rivals, Jefferson City and Helias hooked up for the fifth place or the Constellation Championship game. And uh, it was pretty, it was going to be a pretty exciting, but uh, it turned out to be Jefferson City Helias really 
really uh, took it to Jeff City in this game. They won by 25 points or so. They went out to like a 13-2 lead and really never let up. They really played an excellent game from start to finish. Very impressive uh, victory by the Crusaders. They have a great, excellent sophomore player named Logan Hillman, uh, 6'4 guard, a three-level score, good athleticism. He can really shoot it. He had four three-pointers in the game and scored a game-high 18 points. One of the top young players in the state. Uh, very impressed. I'm never disappointed when I watch Logan play. But they have several other guys that really did a nice job contributing on this uh, particular day. Landon King, a 6'1 senior. He had 13 points in the game, shot it well. They also had a young man named Case Winnegar, a 6'5 senior forward, a high-energy player. Uh, he had 10 points, and he rebounded the ball well, uh, just ran the court, played good defense, and earned him a spot on the all-tournament team. Excellent player, and I think he was well-deserved based on what I saw from that young man today. Uh, Sam Lopez is a, a junior point guard who's tough and feisty, really organizes the team and uh, gets them as well. And Alex Wood kind of completes their starting lineup a, a 6'5", forward, just a sophomore, but a blue-collar worker, strong, good rebounder, scores around the rim. So a very solid team and a very great effort today by Jeff City Halias. Jordan Martin, the excellent 6'5", he's now 6'6", young man has grown for Jefferson City. He scored a game high 50, a team high 15 points to lead the Jays. So that's going to wrap up all my, uh, I hope you enjoy uh, this uh, Earl Time update on location tour episode as well. Where we're not in the studio, as you said, we were all around the state this time. It's seven different tournaments, uh, four or five different gyms around the state. It was great meeting a lot of different people, good hospitality rooms, good hospitality, good people. And uh, I just want to thank all the people from Walnut Grove, MICDS, Visitation, Moberly, Jefferson City, a capital city. I think that covers everything. Uh, I'm trying to go through my head. It was like six or seven different places, but uh, I just want to thank you. We just had a good time uh, just watching high school basketball during the holiday season. So I hope everybody enjoyed that as well. And I hope you, everybody has a blessed and happy new year as well. We'll be back and have the high school tournament roll call uh, with all the, the champions from these tournaments. We'll just try to recognize and honor them for winning these particular tournaments look for that in episode nine and also want to thank uh sophie cunningham her sister Lindsay, as well and brad hayes uh, from the sophie cunningham classic hope you get out there and uh, check that out as well once again thank you to my very talented nephew richard austin jr for producing this show as well we'll be back in our old little studio next week for episode nine but until then happy new year and we'll see you soon